Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Lori Farley. Lori's business and voluntary commitments curate and facilitate connections, relationships, and opportunities for social change through entrepreneurship, partnerships, and alliances between various sectors around the globe, including community development, arts, disability, education, and technology. Lori is involved in numerous ventures related to social innovation and socioeconomic development, including Intonovus Canada and Impact Calgary. And now I'm going to pass the mic to Lori, where she has an interview with Tony Gaffey. Take it away, Lori. Thanks, Al. Welcome back, everybody, to the Leaders and Innovators Big Idea Podcast. My name is Lori Farley. Among other things, I'm the co-founder of Internovus Canada and Impact Calgary, and we're working towards launching the Impact Hub here in Western Canada. We work to help entrepreneurs embed into their business models the Strongly Sustainable Development Goals, the B Corp standards, and metrics that impact investors use to fund their decisions. We support socioeconomic development by partnering with businesses, entrepreneurs, social enterprises, collectives across the globe to develop and grow the reach of impact and social innovation. Guess what? Today I'm joined by Tony Gaffey, who's a marketing strategist, writer, and speaker. Her company's Racial Marketing. And today we're probably going to be talking about marketing in challenging times. But, you know, Tony, welcome to the show. How Thanks, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. We were just talking about it a few minutes ago, and we go way back to like the early 2000s when we were together with on the board um the calgary regional arts foundation which is the local municipal funder for arts in calgary alberta and then we met again uh, back in 2009 when you were the president of the calgary council for advanced technology and i came on as the executive director for that back in our arts and technology days so yeah why don't you tell us a little bit about um who you are and where you come from Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We've known each other off and on through the years and kind of our paths have kind of weaved together. So it's great to be a part of your show. Thanks for inviting me. Um, yeah, so um, I have a marketing strategy company, um, a consulting practice where we work with growing and changing companies. I'm also an instructor at Mount Royal University. I'm an adjunct professor there, and I teach online. I do digital marketing through SATE and also now um, doing some work with the University of Calgary, designing things, courses like uh, content strategies, social media, SEO, Google Analytics, websites, all those fun, fun things in the digital marketing world. So I've kind of put everything together and created my own training programs for small businesses uh, that I also offer in addition to consulting for larger companies and teaching and training. Cool. Mm -hmm. So how did you get on that path? What were you doing as a little girl that got you into marketing? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I used to love commercials on television and how surreal they were, you know, in those days when they would market mops or cleaning things like they were the <laughs> most magical things in the world. And I was just mesmerized by that. But it was never a driving ambition to be a marketing strategist per se. I always say the wind kind of blew me this way. I just followed my heart in the things that I like doing. And that started with a degree in economics at U of A. And then I got an MBA from U of Vic in, in marketing. And I kind of put those together and 
worked in marketing research and some ad agencies and then kind of launched my own thing because marketing research is really the basis of strategy. It just sort of evolved that way over the years. Interesting. So we've sat on different boards together and you've worked with lots of different kinds of businesses. What are some of the most important things that um, entrepreneurs, individuals, not-for-profits, corporations need to know about marketing and, you know, marketing even now in this, it's, Tell me a little bit about marketing before and marketing now and maybe how marketing might look like in the future. Well, marketing strategies, the basis is where are we now, where do we want to go, and how do we get there? So starting with understanding the purpose of what you're hoping to accomplish is probably the first step. There's two parts to marketing. There's branding and lead generation. I mean, there's many different aspects of marketing, but those are two of the things that I always focus on. Because uh, a strategy should incorporate some means of understanding what you're doing and measuring those results so that you can make it more efficient for your company. So um, understanding what your goal is in terms of are you trying to do more branding and getting a presence for yourself or are you trying to do more lead generation where you're trying to capture names for sales. So understanding those goals are important. And then who's your market? How do you differentiate yourself? What are the marketing elements that are going to be effective in reaching that market and standing out amongst the competitors within an industry in order to attract them. So marketing is attracting customers to the point where you want to get them to do something. You want them to convert into a sale. I've given a bit of thought when we chatted or we were discussing about what my topic was going to be. And I came up with this sort of, it's just coincidental, maybe, I don't know, that it, it came up with all these P's. Everything started with a P and it just kind of came out of me like, and I, and I thought, well, you know, the title of this could be P's in the time of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like three things to do in this time that I thought you can protect, you can promote, or you can pivot. So protection is, you know, shutting everything down. Let's take the break from everything right now so that we can prevent loss of revenue, you know, just maintaining that that cash flow as much as we can. Uh, my brother said to me, you know, save as much as you can for as long as you can. I think that's really good advice. Um, moving things like to cloud-based tools for marketing uh, instead of having to pay somebody. I mean, I don't want to get in or take uh, a job away from someone, but when we're in a time of contraction, we need to cut costs as much as possible. So in order to protect that, there are lots of tools that are out there that are free to a certain extent or easy to use that companies can just test out for their own in this time. Um, as far as promotions, it's, you know, you don't want to get this backlash that seems to be occurring where you you appear to be selling too much. People think, oh, that, you know, what are you doing taking advantage of people? But the reality is some of us need to do some sort of selling at this time just to stay afloat. It's not fair. But I think the best way to do that is how to think of it this way, like how do we give something to help others in order to help ourselves. And in that comes another P, which is like pay it forward. Is there something that you can give? And I'll just do this one minor plug for what I'm doing. I have some sessions coming up online, workshops around digital marketing, and I'm offering a pay it forward where if someone pays for it and they can afford it, we will give another one free to someone else. And if you can't afford it, you know, please just contact me and I'd be happy to give you one for free. Just because it's, the goodwill that you can, um, and it's brand building, that uh, doing something good to help others. Right. So that's probably the best way to promote yourself at this time. And then, of course, pivot. 
And we've seen some examples of this in Calgary where the brewery turns their vats into sand sanitizers. But like where, what else can you do in this time that leverages your skills or your resources that would be something maybe completely that you never thought about and it might open up huge opportunities even after this whole thing settles down. So um, the other P was, one last P was be present. I'm, you know, in times of challenge, I've been through times where, you know, I've had to figure out what to do and what I learned was that, you know, depression or feeling bad and so maybe looking at the past and what you could have done better and, and anxiety would be looking at the forward looking forward too far and worrying about what's going to happen in this situation the best thing you can do is just be present just hunker down make a list of the things that you need to do every day add some things that you're going to do that are going to be great for when we come through this mess and just chip away at it day and day every day keep your mind busy keep yourself in this present moment and stay as calm as possible yeah interesting uh, i think that um I was just thinking back while you're talking about the marketing budget and people putting some time and effort into marketing. But I noticed that over the years, in my knowledge, with entrepreneurs and in the not-for-profit sector, because I spent many years in the not-for-profit sector, the budgeting for the marketing is always what gets cut or it never even gets put into the budget. So how, how would you sort of support or help people understand how the lack of attention to marketing is challenging or not beneficial or... Is there a workaround to that? Like, I don't have any information on that. So maybe you can share some knowledge. So I think what you're saying is, what do we do in terms of marketing when it's times like now and people's budgets are cut? Yeah, potentially, yeah. It, yeah. In, in, historically, people, that not everybody, but a bunch of people uh, don't put don't consider marketing or the wrong person is marketing. The tech guy is doing the marketing, which is not necessarily going to be the right thing either. So how can we help entrepreneurs sort of think broadly about marketing and then apply that specifically to what they're trying to do? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I think it goes back to what I was saying about branding versus lead generation. So now is a time to build your brand. Take the opportunity to consistently present present what you are, who you are, what you have to offer through multiple channels on a regular basis. Don't stop doing social media. Don't stop creating blogs. Don't stop sending out newsletters. Maybe what you want to stop or slow down on is that lead generation piece right now. It, you know, Spend this time nurturing your, your market and the people that you are connected with to continually um, reinstate the fact that not only are you doing some things that are maybe good to help our community, but that you're not going under. I have a client right now, and that was the first thing for their, like how we're going to, their people are going to phrase what's happening. It's like, well, the first thing that people are going to want to know is, are you going to go under? So we do need to do some marketing in order to keep that face, right? It's visibility. Yeah. If you're not visible, visibility leads to credibility, which leads to profitability. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. <laughs> But it's true, like focus on building your brand right now. Uh, I don't think in times when times are tough that that, that companies should stop marketing. Mm -hmm. Maybe stop the sales piece, but continue to focus on the branding part. I like that, the differentiation between sales and marketing. I, I think that we think of that interchangeably in our minds. I think I know for sure I do. How do you think this... Um, the sort of the pandemic that we're in now um, correlates or relates to what happened when the flood was happening? I wasn't here during the flood, so I didn't experience it, but uh, maybe you have some insights on that. I really wasn't um, 
working as heavily. I was doing a lot of teaching during that time. Right. And I was doing a lot of traveling. So I actually, when the floods hit, I just bought my condo and I live in the Beltline. So, and I was in, I was out of town. I was in LA and I was thinking, my friends were texting me going, is your new place going to be okay? So I, I wasn't really, and then I didn't really um, live in my apartment. Uh, you know, I had, cus- or I got a possession of it, but I, I stayed with a friend for a bit. Anyways, I wasn't really focusing on selling or, or creating marketing right. for my company at that time. So, um, but in, I, I think no matter what, when times are challenging, we really need to focus on relationships. So it's like, again, it goes back to not selling to our customers, but it's also about, mm-hmm. and, and building relationships with them and goodwill, but it's also about building relationships with others in our community, others that are like suppliers and even competitors. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we come together in this time to kind of work to, like, to help others and ourselves succeed? Right. That's important. So maybe, maybe you have some tips on uh, relationship building when people aren't connecting. So typically, I think a lot of people, they're out at events, they're meeting each other, they're shaking hands, and that's not happening now. So what are, what, what are some of the new ways that relationship building is going to be, is or going to be happening um, in this new sort of new normal? Um, so for one thing, everybody's going to be more virtual. I think if anything, we, we're going to learn some key lessons out of this about how we can do business more efficiently. Like that cut costs, that'll cut costs in the future if the companies don't have to send people to do traveling or, you know, it's cutting down driving time even. Um, but one of the things that's been happening more and more in marketing in general is that people want more customized products or services specific to their needs and they want to be treated like individuals. Mm-hmm. I long gone are the days of mass marketing um, companies that do it really well are like Starbucks, like Starbucks, you and I <laughs> and get 10 people together and everybody will order a different customized drink from Starbucks. And they offer that. That's one of the things that's appealing about that. A lot of companies can take a page out of their, uh, to learn from that experience about how to treat their customers nowadays. So I don't know how maybe virtually and that customization comes together, but somehow, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're into virtual reality and different yeah. types of platforms. Like yeah. you must see that too, right? Like this convergence happening. That's right. So we, yeah, we think that uh, we're actually going to be um, propelled forward because of the pandemic, because of the virtual, the space of virtual and augmented reality uh, in meeting spaces and education and Tourism, so our tourism business is probably going to struggle, but our virtual reality, half of that is likely going to uh, thrive. So we're hopefully in the future, we'll be able to marry them back together. So yeah, I think that that, uh, that key piece is the relationship building, the uh, making people feel special. That's what, you know, it, it doesn't take much to make somebody feel special. by just acknowledging, knowing someone's name, you know, those types of things. Um, so what are the what are the big things that you're telling your students right now? Are you teaching right now? Is it the break? I'm not sure what's going on in the education system. You know, nowadays, one of the key things I've been saying is like, don't try and invent new things. Take advantage of the things, the innovations that are out there and leverage what they offer and apply them to your own businesses. Like, don't leave trying to reinvent marketing or some sort of tech a new tool or something, right? Like look right. for where there's opportunities that you can leverage things that are already, because we've got some amazing new innovations that have come out. 
Yeah. If you if think back over your, your your lifetime in marketing, oh, that didn't come out right. Your time in marketing. <laughs> um, you know, maybe are there, are there some mistakes that other people could learn from or some of the really, you know, uh, positive things that have ever happened to you that, you know, we could tie in and people could sort of learn from through you? I guess having a strategy is important. And that is where I've landed in terms of, terms of my expertise. Like I said, it evolved from more research into strategy and then planning, like having a plan, you know, that saying failing to plan is planning to fail. Um, but having like kind of a structured approach of understanding who the market is, your your market, because we are in this very changing time. And one of the best things I think companies can do at this time is reach out and, and ask their market some questions about how things are going, what their needs are, you know, just getting some feedback without being too salesy. I think that would be a really good opportunity for companies. Like I love getting- that answer. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. Strategy is the first thing. Nobody who loves strategy, me, I put up my hand, you put up your hand. We're like the only two in the room that put up our hand talking yeah. about what the future is going to be, figuring out where you are and planning a road. And you don't have to, you can take, you know, it's a map. You can take all sorts of different roads and pathways and tributaries to get to where you want, but you need to know where you're trying to go. You know, times are changing a lot and we, we have to be agile to shift and change with our companies. And so getting some research, planning, getting a plan, a strategy in place for when this start does start to move around, that's a good thing to start doing today. The other thing is to do some learning. Like this is a great time to learn some new skills. And there's the Calgary Library. I mean, lynda.com, amazing tool yeah. for free. You to me, um, even LinkedIn has some great learning modules on it. Like there's tons of online opportunities right now. Yeah. Um, I think thinking about who your customers are, who's that person, who, who are they, what do they want, how do they feel, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you, how do you, how do you put that customer person into your psyche when you don't know, don't actually know who they are? Are you asking me to define that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a big question. I th- well, I, I, I'm, I'm asking because I think the strategy and the sort of the customer discovery and the persona piece and then the sort of how you tie that together is putting marketing in the budget. Those are big things that are skipped. People don't do that. And so I, I don't know if it's because they don't know how to do it. They don't think they can afford to do it. Well, I think, you know, having worked in marketing for a while and trying to figure out how it does work in this city. And part of it has to do because Calgary is so oil and gas based that they don't do marketing. Um, the challenge is, is expressing the value. Right. Because people will pay for whatever they value. They don't care. So that's, that's probably been the biggest challenge in my career here in Calgary is just trying to express what it means to a company. And I guess the best way of doing that is to continually demonstrate through my case studies or storytelling, testimonials, and consistently sharing that kind of information out there so that people get it. You know, I have my own workshops and my own speaking opportunities where I give like little drops of information (laughs) so people kind of get like a little spark of inspiration. But uh, yeah, but having said that, I do, do think that there are more and more companies here in Calgary because we are shifting away from oil and gas and even in the tech sector that are starting to realize the importance of marketing in today's world, probably specifically because digital marketing has made such a big impact. Right. And the beauty of digital marketing is that it's very efficient. 
every platform has metrics. We could optimize our markets, marketing efforts so much better now than we ever could just to find out like, where is that a return on investment? And that's my particular approach to marketing. And I think if I can say that's the one thing that differentiates me is that I look at how do we tie marketing in with the business and how do we figure out your, not only your budget and how do we spend it, but how do we get the best return on that amount at like five, 10, 15, $20 return on every dollar invested. That's the trick. And it's not just from having, you know, some ideas. It's actually measuring each and every tactic on a regular basis. And digital marketing offers us that. Nice. Yeah, I need to. I, 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 don't, I know nothing about marketing other than the fact that I connect with people. I'm a connector and collaborator, and that's a form of marketing, but not a, nothing that I can keep track of or many times even put a dollar value on. So, <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to um, put into the conversation? Well, yeah, so I did listen to a couple of your previous podcasts. They're great, by the way. Really enjoyed them. And I love that Rainforest is doing this. So I'm going to continue to listen in on some of the other podcasts. But I really like there was a, I I don't recall who you were speaking with, but you were talking about women in leadership. And um, Mm -hmm. I think if there's one thing you and I have in common is that we, in our own way, have become, you know, forged a path for ourselves. Oh, I think that's what it was, is that this issue of mentorship kind of forged a path for ourselves and how we've become our own kind of leaders in today's world and in our own little world, uh, our sphere of our own, right? But I, I just want to say something with regard to that with what's happening in the world today. I find that it's really interesting to see the shift in dynamics to being a home-based, almost a female energy that's occurring. And I really think it's a time for women to start to step into that that nurturing power, and I say nurturing and power, maybe they're contradictory or an oxymoron, but I think as women, we have a lot to offer in leadership, especially in these times and in going forward. Do you think that that's true? I do think that's true, and I've always thought it's true, and I think now, actually, it's a good time for us to give us permission to do that, and I think that uh, now that you've brought it to my attention, I'm actually going to start evangelizing that a little bit because uh, we forget we forget because we're in it and uh, we forget that we're leading and uh, other people are leading behind us. And so how do we, we need to support this nurturing environment and we need to change how business is done and we need to change about how we think about business. And so uh, I wholeheartedly agree. And I really thank you for making that comment and, and, and bringing that up. So today we've been talking to Tony Gaffey with racial marketing. And uh, if you have any questions for Tony, I'm going to, probably put her information in her bio when you check the podcast out you'll be able to check into what she's doing uh, and thank you to our hundreds of listeners out there come back again next week for our next episode of leaders innovators and big ideas podcast if you haven't already visit rainforestab.ca and sign the rainforest social contract become part of the inclusive silo busting sector agnostic all industry open sourced ego shrinking ecosystem building entrepreneur focused wide open social barrier smashing community known as rainforest alberta this episode is brought to you by community now magazine engage inspire educate together the audio for this episode was professionally edited by kate day with kd sound design Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. 
let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.